0: Yo, if you're a real fan of hip hop culture, then listen up because we got some news for you. Hip Hop Confessions podcast hosted by me, Mad Skills, is teaming up with the Questions Hip Hop Trivia for a live podcast and trivia game experience called Questions and Confessions. It's the ultimate hip hop learning experience. Come through and kick it with me and my homie Sean Cantra was the creator of the game as we interview special guests from your city and get their hip-hop confession and then we let the audience go head-to-head with hip-hop trivia for a chance to win some really dope prizes. It's a perfect night curated for the real fans of the culture. Sunday March 26th we'll be in Washington DC at the National Hip-Hop Museum. Monday March 27th we'll be at Punchline Comedy Club in Philly. Tuesday March 28th Join us in Virginia Beach at the Beach House 757, and Wednesday, March 29th, our final stop is my hometown, Richmond, Virginia, at the Park RVA. If you love hip-hop culture, you really don't want to miss this exclusive event. Go to the link in my Instagram bio for tickets at Skills VA. Hope to see you there. My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Harris I'm a DJ? Uh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who though. Uh. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip Hop Confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. turn up the volume. And listen to Hip Hop Confessions cuz everybody's got one.
1: Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a
0: little something like this. Yo, what's up, world? This is your boy, Mad Skills. We are back. This is my podcast, Hip Hop Confessions, where I bring in my friends, my homies, my bros, industry veterans, and just people that have, you know, embodied the culture most of their lives. And I get them to reveal something or tell something that nobody else knows or they haven't told anyone. And over here, we like to call that a hip hop confession. This time man this guy is is he's been in the game for a minute um wait wait been in the game way longer than I actually thought he had been so I'm actually learning some things about him today and some of the things that he's touched and where he's been in his career is, is an amazing thing man and he he's he's been in a, a lot of rooms made a lot of things happen man so I got him in the building now you know hip hop since '78. You know what I mean. I got my bro in here. Hip hop. Yo, yo, what's good, yo, yo. bro?
1: Skills, skills. What's up, man? How are you, man? I'm good, man. Can't complain, man. Everything. Happy good. New Year to you. Yeah, same thing to you, man. Happy New Year. Yeah.
0: So, so for my people, that you know, for my people that might not know, you know, this is a, his name is hip hop. Like he, he has this is his <laughs> name. This guy, you know, uh, you know, very famous for some of the. The records that he's put into motion, the A&R, Rockefeller Records, since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, way before, we're talking Reasonable Doubt, the beginning. You know what I yep. mean? So um, mm-hmm. you've been around Rockefeller Records, man, and connecting a lot of dots and putting a lot of things in front of artists that we, that would come to be legendary songs and music and albums. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? From, the, from, from day one. You know right. What I mean? So we're gonna get into all of the Rockefeller stuff, but uh, you you from you from Harlem? You 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 from Uptown?
1: Yeah, I'm from um, born in Harlem Hospital, 78.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, I get okay. Hip hop from oh seventy eight. I get it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah so, but my family is from the Virgin Islands, though. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, what was
0: your sing. what was your earliest memory of hip hop for you?
1: Um. Wow. My earliest memory of hip-hop have to be Curtis Blow. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to see him at the Apollo with with um, Joe Ski Love.
0: Yes, Pee Wee's Dance.
1: Yeah, they performed together at the Apollo with um Bernard Wright and Junkyard Bear.
0: Rest in peace, Bernard.
1: And I went to that show with my mom's. She was a Curtis Blow fan. And at the time, I already knew basketball, daydreaming, Mm -hmm. you know, like just, I just knew Curtis Blow Records and stuff like that.
0: The Breaks.
1: Yeah, I didn't know The Breaks. That was the one that she had, but I didn't listen to it. Okay. It was just kind of like older. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like the. The newer stuff, like I Rule The World, had just came out. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so right around that time. So it could easily be basketball, I Rule The World, Daydreaming. But AJ definitely Scratch. Curtis. AJ Scratch, for sure, yeah. AJ. Yep, rest in peace. I knew AJ.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So that it was, was the earliest
0: Curtis Blow?
1: Yeah, I had to be, have been um yeah, because now I'm thinking about it, because I didn't really know about the, the earlier hip hop when it comes to Treacherous 3,
0: Cold and Crush, Cold all
1: Crush and all of that. Like, I didn't know that was about the tapes. T- yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the tape era was, was before my time. But eventually, as soon as I figured it out, it was like, oh, Como D was in another group, you know? So that became my thing, just trying to figure it out. And I was close to it, close mm-hmm. enough. Like I knew the, you know I knew Greg G, you know from um Disco Four. I knew right. you know certain rappers from from that era, who you would see around and stuff. So in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood, but it kind of switched real fast from like you know from Melly Mel being like I remember Melly Mel performed at my school, elementary school, wow. and they did the message. Wow. Oh, and, and and the whole time we like in the back singing ice tea. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We're in the back singing, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So so it was kind of like during that transition where everything was moving away from the old school, the original right. school. The original of school. Yeah. yeah, so the you you know, so all of that started to come in. And then obviously it was Rodney right, M. C. U. T. F. O. and all of that, but yeah. um, but if I'm saying first, it would have to be Curtis Blow because that's what my my mom listened to Curtis Blow, right? Right. She didn't listen to nobody else, really. So like she she really was a Curtis, yeah, yeah, a Curtis Blow fan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She was a Curtis Blow fan. Yeah, yeah. She mean she told me about hearing Christmas rapping in the club for the first time, right? Like like the club stopped and everybody looked at each other and was like, what, what is this? Right. And then she said, next to you, no, they played this seven more times. She said, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and then it just became like, you know, everybody just wanted to hear it. So I guess that was her thing, you know, and at right. that time, I must be one, you know, so, right. so that Ape. was like her. Oh, yeah. hmm Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, that crazy
0: because was... I-, I always remember that, you know, uh, the people that talked about Christmas rapping with Curtis Blow, they was like mm-hmm. it was a Christmas record, but the shit was so hot, niggas just kept playing it. Like yeah. it was niggas was playing that shit in the spring and in the summer, like it wasn't
1: like, Right. Like, yeah.
0: And I'm like, you know how hot your record gotta be to be about Christmas and niggas playing For it sure. in the summer?
1: Yeah. You know what I'm when I first got introduced to it, it was kinda like all reverse. Cause even then I, I like I said, I got the later Curtis Blow stuff. Right. So a Christmas rap, if I didn't hear the breaks, I definitely didn't hear Christmas rap. Right. So I didn't even know that until like the next record. Mm, I okay. think came out. And then it was like, oh, that's a Curtis Blue record. I'm like, for real? And then right. I heard it and I'm like, okay, I heard this before somewhere and stuff like that. But I kind of don't even associate it with a Christmas record. I, I always associate Christmas and Hollis as mm-hmm. the the quintessential hip-hop, Chris, hip-hop Christmas, yeah, the, Christmas record. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. I thought that was the first one as well. I didn't even yeah. know. And the, the funny Christmas part is thing. running
0: running, them wouldn't have even known that that could even be successful or had a chance to be successful if yeah. Curtis just hadn't, you know. Yeah. Is, it's yeah. so crazy how the six de- degrees of separation go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All rust. <laughs> yeah. All, all Russ. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, so you 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 know you're growing up in Harlem. You know you hear these songs, and, and you're starting to run into people in your neighborhood that are a part of making these songs. So, you know you are. You know I'm I'm skipping a little bit, but you're known for having an amazing ear. You know for some mm-hmm. of the records that you've brought to some of the artists that have turned into worldwide hit songs and albums, and we're gonna get into all of that. But um, mm-hmm. you know what what made you how did you even how do you even think you developed the ear for music and 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 when did you start knowing that you could connect people to to songs that would make them stars or make
1: them better you know what I'm saying like Mhm. Right. Um this is funny cuz this has this has a lot to do with you. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. How do you
0: say? Okay,
1: so it started with um I had like a few older guys who was in the hip hop around my block, you know, my man Todd and my man Clyde, and um, and they would have like they was getting money, so mm-hmm. they was just like buy whatever came out, everything that came out every Tuesday or Friday, usually mm-hmm. Friday, they buy everything that came out, and and I'd be able to sort through it, mm-hmm. so I had oh. access to their music.
0: Got so I can you. go
1: to their house when they're not even near. They'll trust me, i I go with a blank tape. i make tapes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I was able to go through their catalogs, make tapes, and then eventually mixtapes came out. Mm-hmm. And that was like my main thing. I was collecting all type of mixtapes, copying them, buying them. I never really bought any albums at all. Wow. I either copied them. Stole them or, or I got the mixtape. Because mm-hmm. it was just a it was just a better deal. It was like right. the one time I got burnt was when No Bones and Ice Cream wasn't on a nice and smooth album. <laughs> and it was on a kicker yep. free tape. Yep. I said, never again. I'm just gonna get these tapes. <laughs> I'm just gonna right. because Y'all not gonna be catching me. Y'all ain't even got the songs on the album that I like, <laughs> you know. Because a lot of that was happening a lot during that yeah, time. Yeah, like a lot of videos and the stuff that people really, you know, started to like wasn't it on wasn't the on album. album like the original version for. Um, yeah, it
0: sound, it sound different and shit. The Black
1: Sheep song that was different when yeah. I first bought the album. It was like a whole nother song, and then eventually they threw the right one on there. You know, they got those different edits yeah. and stuff like that. So. I think from the yes, yeah, so I'm I'm around the time of taping off the radio. I'm taping from these guys. I'm stealing tapes from HMVs. I'm buying mixtapes. So I'm I'm doing all of that. So at the time, it got to the point of I had everything. I knew everything. I'm buying the magazines now and starting to like basically connect the dots. You know, I'm seeing pictures. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I seen the picture with Nas and Mob Deep and Raekwon, and I was like, yo, they should do a song together. That'd be crazy. And my man was like, yo, they kind of song on a new clue tape. You know what I'm saying? The so I'm in a, school. Yeah, and that was Duke the Guard. So oh, we okay. in high school together. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm in school with Duke the Guard. I'm in school with Jim Jones. You know what I mean? And I'm at the same school as as most def. Okay. Most def went to my high school. You know what I mean? But he left maybe the year before me. So I'm in there with his little brother, the one um D, who was in the Medina. Of them. Green. He was in Medina Green.
0: Thanks.
1: So that so that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm going to the lunch table with you know, talking about video music box last night. Or Got yesterday. You. Gotcha. You. So, you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm like with him. So I'm you know, from through that I'm just Having everything, and I'm kind of like enjoying that feeling of having it. Like I put people up on NWA, I put people up mm-hmm. on so much stuff, and then and that's just my friends around the neighborhood because I'm the one that would be in the house to tape the radio and to tape videos. Got you. And then I'm going to downtown to go to these stores. So I was moving around a lot, and I guess that's where like the tape the taste kind of developed. Mm-hmm. But where you kinda of come in is where I started taping stretch.
0: Stretching Barbido.
1: I started to, ta- yeah, I found that. I don't know how I found it, but yeah. one night I just found that shit and it was like I was stuck on it. And that was like my thing. I would just tape that show, you know, and listen to it for like that week. To the next time. Right, like, right. You know, to the next Thursday. To the point where yeah, to the point where I was like double buying Two blank tapes to catch the whole show. Sometimes like I might have the whole show for certain shows, just because you know my grandfather would go buy bulk of like right. tapes because he, he was a musician. So he my had grandfather had tapes was a musician. Yeah. So yeah, that was his whole thing. Like I'm gonna go to the video store and buy you know tapes, blank VCR tapes, and blank cassette tapes, and he never really, he never really bought anything. Mm-hmm. He'll wait for a movie to come on TV and tape it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you remember the whole I, I, <laughs> I had a member of my family
0: like that. My uncle was like that. He ain't go see shit. But that VCR, them tapes are stacked.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the weekend, you know what I'm saying? He got ET. Why? Well, nobody yeah. got ET. It ain't yeah. even for sale. He caught yeah. it when it came on TV with the commercials yeah. and everything. Yeah, nah. So, yes. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so I was just taping everything basically. And, and, you know, I'm still like that to this day. And, and mm-hmm. from that tape end, I had the big L and J joint.
0: On Stretch and Bobito, On Stretch and joint. Right. Yeah,
1: I had that one. Is that know, the first game. time you heard of Jay-Z? Nope. <laughs> nah. You know him before <laughs> that? You heard of him before yep. that? Yeah, the first time I heard of Jay-Z, I remember clear as day. I was in St. Thomas, and my I called my friends to see what was came out. I was like trying to just check it in because I was so far away from music. Right. So anytime I'm speaking to somebody, I'm like, "Yo, anything new came out?" And this is when they was taking stretch, and I was away, and they they told me that Big Daddy Kane dropped a new song,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and he had, you know, Shaheen, Older child, bastard, old dirty bastard, this person, name, that person, and then he said Jay Z. I was like, Jay Z, Jay Z. Like I know anybody else. He was like, Jay Z, You up, Jay Z, Jay Z in the jazz, da da da. And I'm like. I do remember Jay Z and the Jazz. I do remember that, like, but not the
0: originators. Like,
1: yeah, it was like more Hawaiian Sophie than anything. Yeah, I remember Hawaiian Sophie. That was always you can't forget a song like that. Right. You know what I mean? The originator was, was probably a little over my head at the time. Right. I noticed that later on, like certain certain people that rap good during that era was a little over my head. I was right. still like, you know, I was still into you know, more accessible stuff, you know. I love KRS, you know what I mean? So it was like, that's who was the kind of like the North Star of everything. Mm -hmm. Because like through that, the guys I mentioned, they was cool with Mick Bull. They was cool with D-Nice. From BDP. From BDP. I would see them guys at like a real young age, like.
0: Yo, Eight I probably would have lost my mind if I ran into KRS-One or Mick Boo or Kenny Parker yeah. with the with the fucking jackets that they had on in the jacket Spade oh, yeah, yeah. video. I probably would have. Mick Boo
1: used to have the um the, the black and gold Louis Vuitton with the world tour, BDP world tour. Just, just walking around the block, you know. Heavy. The same same thing, yeah. So there was like, so you're seeing that, you're seeing, I remember seeing KRS-One with the with the red, black, and green one. Yeah. Yeah, I seen him. You um, he'll come around my block a lot of, you know, they would just be around. Biz,
0: yeah, Sammy B,
1: Better Lurk, like all of them guys. I would see them, you know what I mean? Basically, like, not not like all the time, but I've seen them, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Basically. So that was like enough to be like, oh, shoot. Like, nothing. I, I, I wanted to DJ. Mm-hmm. I wanted to DJ. It was nothing. It wasn't like, I never thought of, you know, grabbing a mic. Like, once I started, once it it went up, like, it was kind of like the nice, you know, rappers like that, and then it was like Lord Finesse. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, then you came, you know what I'm saying? Then it started like, to to me, like, it started to enhance in a different way. Like, just the wittiness, the The cleverness, the crowd, yeah, the cleverness, the battling aspect of it, the yeah. Um, animated people started right. to get more. You know, it was like a cipher based yeah. stuff where it was you like you got to gotta, you
0: had, and you had to stand out.
1: You had to stand out. That's that's, yeah. that's the point I always make about that era is that you had to you have you had to say something to stand out. You had a lot of shock rappers. You know what I mean. That was the L nice yeah. yeah, eventually Eminem route, and then mm-hmm. you had the the Busters, and yeah. A few more people in that route who just had like a voice. I'm a right. You know what I mean? People like that. who In lion knee. You heard the motherfucker on one want, time. Man? It was like you know what I mean? You think a voice Yo, that like that- That record was around. hard.
0: That record was hard. It high and
1: And he had another one with Smoother hustle that was dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout my man smooth and trig. Those those my homies. They 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 got a mm-hmm. they got a spot close.
1: So yeah. So, but so I, what's I think it? I think just the area though, like you said, my my the, the answer to answer the question it's like the area I'm from. A lot of that stuff just was like there. It was just like the the type of hip hop that you hear when you go outside. It's all it's all that. It's got lurking Molly Maw, Mr Magic. Is you know what I mean into the mixtapes, right? Into so I never really got a chance to get into it. Like I hate pop music. I don't listen to it at all. I'm like so it's like I don't even. Like, if somebody sounds too good sonically, I just, I, it is, uh, I, that. Uh, you like out. the gritty. You like the gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even if, it, other things I meant to, other than that, is like reggae rock and, mm-hmm. you know, certain things that's like got, you know, some edge and personality to come along you. with it.
0: Got you. So, Boy. so you, 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 you listen to these mixtapes, you're making these tapes and you, you develop an ear for what you like and what you think sounds good. And, you know, in another space, uh, these three guys are making a label. You know what I mean. They, mm-hmm. they tried to get this rapper from Brooklyn signed to every fucking label in New York City, and most mm-hmm. most cats pass on them. And yep. he decides to make his own company. Uh, and they call it Rockefeller Records, and it, it starts with a rapper from Brooklyn named Jay Z, uh, a Uptown Wildcat named Dame Dash. And, and and Biggs Burke, who who happens to be, which I just I did not notice, I just found this out not too long. Who happens to be your brother? That's yes, crazy sir. to me. Mm-hmm. So so they start Rockefeller Records. Your brother is 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 part of this trifecta that starts mm-hmm. Rockefeller Records.
1: So right.
0: is that how you got to to Rockefeller? Through your nope. brother.
1: Nah, I got the Rockefeller through high school. Um, like I said, um, Duke the God, yeah. my boy Ashley, uh, Cam. I remember like Claire's day, my boy Ash, that's like the guy, he was at that table with me and D and us just kind of going over hip hop. Like, oh, this right. came out and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember him telling me about Cam, telling me Cam is rapping. Cam mm-hmm. got the song with Big Al. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "What Cam?" So at the time, I knew Cam. I played basketball with Cam when I was like nine years old. You know right. what I mean? And I knew him before that. Right. So before rapping, way before rapping, yeah, yeah, when he was like under ten years old, single digits. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. and I knew of him before I knew him because he was that good of a basketball player. Yeah. So. When I first played, I played on his team and he was like the best player on my team, basically like, you know, like a big homie to me. So when I found out he was rapping, it kind of made it feel like, oh, wow, it's accessible. Somebody's, Mm -hmm. you know, before that, I knew like the McBoo and them guys and stuff and a few people here and there. But it didn't feel close. No, it didn't feel close. It was like. It was like, you know, I knew DJs, you know, like Rock Raider and Boogie Blonde and stuff like that. But it wasn't, it still wasn't like, "Mm, this is something I want to do. He told me Cam is rapping. And then, you know, I remember us talking casually about it. The next thing, you know, he's talking about Dame living the building. And I'm like, who's Dame? He's like, Dame is, you know, he he managed managed Cam, he managed Jay-Z and this and that. And this now Jay is coming back. You know what I mean? He's like, maybe original flavor record is out at this time. Yeah. I can't, so it's kind of like, that. yeah. Because I remember him saying the guy from the video with the hat, he was telling me who Dan was. And I was like, OK, cool. You know? And then he was basically like, yo, Ski lives in my building. So he was mm-hmm. So my friend, you know, he, he lived in the same building as Ski. So I remember us going up to Ski House. Like, you know, I wanted to see him make beats. You know, my boy rapped at the time too, so he was trying to get beats as well. But he was kind of like low on the totem pole. You know what I mean? You had Big L was at the top. You know what I mean? Over Jay over everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just based off. Yeah, he had a deal, he lost it, he still was in the mix. So he, you know, he was in that play. Jay was still you didn't know whether serious or not. He was still in that boat where it's like you hear him on songs every now and then. But, but he
0: wasn't really pursuing being a rapper
1: like most rappers would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. He'll be out of town, whatever. So so, you know, so throughout this occasion, you know, I'm with these guys every other day. I'm after school, I'm at I'm a, I'm in their complex. Eleven ninety nine. That's where Cam lived. That's where Dame lived. That's where Bloodshed lived. That's where Ski spent some time. That's where Duke the Guard lived. You know, Sherry had a rock nation lived there as well. You know what I mean? So wow. it's like so that was, like, right there, off the FDR, way on the east side. So I'm over there on a regular, and I, you know, I see Jay pull up. I see Dane it out. I see, you know, everything is happening and stuff like that to the point where, you know, we all go to Jay, D- Dane's house. You know, Cam, me, Cam, Blushed, whatever, my boy Ash, you know, and just, like, Casual, you know what I mean? Like, yo, what's going on? What you listening to? What y'all niggas doing? Y'all niggas bad. Y'all yeah, smoking weed. which I do do? You know what I mean? He just talking right. shit to us. Right. And then you know I was like, you heard this, and I will play him um, you know, Get Money Remix, and he was like, yo, what the fuck is this? When you get that from? How you get that? How you get that? You know what I mean? He started talking all fast and everything, and I'm like, I, you know, I taped it off the radio. You know what I say? Like, you taped it off the radio? You crazy? You know what I mean? So, that's when my introduction to Dame started with me having music. And him being like, yo, how did you, get, you get that from? Yeah. Right. So when it came back around to me having the Big L freestyle, my brother was like, yo, my brother got it. And then that's when the, the dots started to connect. Oh, that, OK. Yeah, that Biggs, my brother. Actually, Bob and Dame was cool. They was the best out. You know, Biggs was a little younger. And I'm younger than Big, obviously. So Dame is the same age as my, as Bob. So they right. was older and stuff. So by the time it came around to, you know, my brother telling me they got to start a label together. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, meet us at this address. And I go there and then it's like.
0: He's got an office.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an office. It's. <laughs> employees. It's, 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 it's the team. It's the team. It wasn't really no employees, but everybody was there. The top, the the dame j biggs um in peace. that Reed was there ray ray was there my man ray ray was there um yeah so it was like that type of team mixed in they were just there playing the singles seeing what they were going to pick for the singles politics or their presidents or their record called hot so they was just trying to like figure out hey which was going to be the one what we going with what we going to pay y'all to go work you know, because mm-hmm. they was about to go work the record at the time. Remember Penalty?
0: Mm-hmm. The penalty. Boy,
1: yeah. Yeah, they had the street team before they had the label. So that's how yeah. they kind of got on. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was like the thing. So it kind of just all came from me hanging with these guys and then Dame seeing my, seeing my passion for it. You know what I mean? That's why I got the name Hip Hop. Dame gave me that name. You gotcha. know what I mean? Just off of always having, always knowing what's going on, always having new hip hop, just being in the mix. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, so at the time he would just be like, listen to this J record, listen to this J record. You think you still think Nas better than him? You still think Nas better than him? Listen to this, listen to this, you know what I mean? So it was like a lot of that. And I'm like, you know, eventually it got to the point where I'm like, oh shit, I I can't remember. It was a clock record. It was a clock record. Called Gotta Reach the Top. Mm-hmm. Gotta reach the top off of the Marvin Gaye samples. So that's why we couldn't use it. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. And it was just like, and he was like talking like in real time, like, you know, when I get here, when this happens, and the eventual platinum, you know what I mean? He was like talking and like foreshadowing a lot of things that happened, but it was just the beat was crazy. And his message and the lyrics, everything to me was like, really meshing for like the first first time right to what to what it became Mm because there's a lot of earlier stuff where he's playing around doing you know just showing how good he is kind of like you know um kind of like in the same category as that you was in as far as metaphors or metaphors you know what i mean i remember y'all both had the rhymes where y'all was using titles and names and <laughs> of the rapper stuff. Yo, he you know what I'm he saying? had.
0: He had a. Uh, he had. A, I always tell this story. He had a record called "What's in the Name." Yeah, "What's in the and Name." Clark yep. Kent played it for me. Clark yep. Kent played me that record because Clark Kent used to always tell me. I, I told Cass before. Like he was like, "Yeah, he's the Jesus Christ of rap." Like, and I was trying to prove <laughs> myself to Clark Kent, so Clark yeah. Kent played me "What's in the Name," and um. And I I I was floored, you know what I'm saying. And he he, he kind of did what I did on Stretching Barbido, but like better.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying. And um, I don't it, know, man. It was it was, I was, was right there. The funny, was part, the funny too. part, the funny
0: part is for me to even ever think like, yeah, I was you know neck and neck with Hov on some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's it's funny because uh, I saw him one time, and I, I I think I told this on the pod before, but not to you, of course. But I saw him one time in the record plant in L.A. And uh, uh-huh. I think he was, him and Beyonce was recording that album together. Uh, oh, they were mixing it or something. And mm-hmm. I walked to the bathroom and I see him in the record plant playing uh, Pac-Man. Like just in, <laughs> in the little room by himself playing Pac-Man. I walked by, I was oh. like, was that fucking Jack? Like, I come back out the bathroom and um, I see him in there. He, I look and he look, he kind of nod his head. So I go in just to, just to speak to him and say, what's up? So he playing the game and shit. And I'm like, what up? He like, oh shit, what's up? So I'm like, man, how you been, man? He's like, oh, man, it's good, man. Can't complain, you know what I'm saying? How you been, Skills? I was like, I'm bad, I've been good. And I just went straight to it. I said, bro, you know what record I never forgot about? Like, I just listened to it the other day, and it's still one of my favorite records that Clark played me at Clarks. He was like, what you, what you talking about? I said, yo, what's in the name? And he was like, yo... <laughs> And I was yeah, like, I said, that's bro. Crazy. I said, bro, when you said that line about, uh, I I get a I get an A plus and go to the head of the class like the large professor, like I said, oh, I was yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? He started laughing, and she was like, Yo, that's crazy. You remember that? I was like, Bro, uh-huh. like it, like, like you made it yesterday. He was like, That's yeah. crazy. And I I didn't want to crowd him and shit. I just I just mm-hmm. told him that quick little memory and kept it moving and shit. And um, wow, that's great. Yeah, wow, But that's how I felt about your
1: joint because you came with that joint and because you was with Tip. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that joint? It was like I was like, "Holy shoot!" It was funny because that was gonna be my confession was that you was my favorite rapper for like five months. Damn,
0: <laughs> damn, and I ain't get no deal on Rockefeller.
1: God damn, I, I wasn't even on no, all these. It was during that time, it right? now, like, I'm fucking with Jump. I know, I know. <laughs> it was like right around like when they damn. tried to convince me on Jay, and I was like out of Lord finesse. Because that was, like, my favorite for a minute. Mm -hmm. And Big L never really became, you know, I always was, like, too close to him, you know what I mean, to be like, oh, you know what I mean, to really go crazy over him in that way. But I was always, like, a a Diggin' in the Crates fan. Right. So I was always, like, I knew Buck, you know what I mean, you know what I mean? That's how I kind of, like, he was the first person I knew. Like, that guy who used to let me tape his tapes. That was Buck Cousin, you know what I mean? Right.
0: His right. Name that's was Clyde.
1: Crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. that was Buck Cousin, and he also is um, ASAP 12, he's at Twelveies Pops. You know, mm, he's like yeah, his yeah, step, yeah, his yeah. step gotcha. pops. So that's how they related, right? So that so that's the same dude. So he'll be like, "Yo, just come by, listen to whatever." You know what I mean? And then he seen I had mixtapes. So like, yo, you know, Buck Wild's my cousin, and I was like, "For real, DJ Buck Wild? Not for decent Buck Wild, DJ Buck Wild. Right, it's a separate dude." Yeah, yeah so when I see him come out, different.
0: You no, know, I'm the same person.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I knew him as a DJ first. First, so when he did his first record, the "Yes You May Remix," I was like, "Oh, should he making beats now?" You know what I'm saying? It was yo, like-
0: Buck Wilde. Speaking of Buck I'm I, I gonna cut you off, but this memory just popped into my head. I remember when DJ Buckwow used to make mixtapes, and he would put his own rappers on the mixtapes. And he had a he had one mixtape and it was a rapper named I think his name was Firehead.
1: Um, wow!
0: And Firehead I, had an ill ass verse, you know, because you know that. you you remember the doo-wops and all. They used to let day rappers yeah, rap sure. at the beginning yep. of the joint. Mm-hmm. Snagglepush, the whole bounce squad, all of them yep. niggas. And yep. he had it, it, oh man, it was so crazy. This nigga named Firehead. I gotta find. I thought I might still have that tape. Yeah, because he had like a
1: Bronx, he had a little Bronx thing going on for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I remember. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so you get ushered into Rockefeller Records, mm-hmm. the crew starts, and they start figuring out who's going to do what job, and they they Dame starts running Jay Z songs past you, like what you think about this, what you think about this, what you think about this. Mm-hmm. So at that at this point, and I didn't know you was. I didn't know you was around at reasonable doubt time. You know what I'm saying? Like so you was there from mm-hmm. the inception. Yeah. So later on uh you become the A&R and for a lot of people that might not be listening that is the person who hears all of the music and decides Yo, I'm going to get this to Jay. I think this is dope for Jay. I think, I, yo, this sound like some uptown shit. Maybe Cam and them will rock on this. I hear this. Whoa. I hear this for Beans. <laughs> I hear this for Bleak. So you become that guy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in the midst of that, you know, we're talking about Reasonable Doubt comes out. Jay has a classic album, but it doesn't, you know, it don't sell crazy, but it does yep. well enough to where they get a deal with Def Jam. Um, a priority, first. Priority is first, and then uh, you know, ain't no nigga comes out and explodes. You know what I mean? It's this new dude on the scene, Mm -hmm. who who becomes the guy from Brooklyn, New York, for a while. It's only two niggas in New York that's killing it like that. Nas was under there, but it was Jay and Big for a minute. Right, Brooklyn's finest Mm -hmm. comes on. You know, they make the song. Clark Kent uh-huh. makes it happen, and then he just starts making these these legendary albums. Yep. Um, you know, Reasonable Doubt, The Life and Times S. Doc Carter Dynasty. You know what I'm saying? All the Rockefeller Records turns mm-hmm. into a fucking a uh, uh, a huge conglomerate in the hip hop game. Yep, and y'all start signing artists. Bleak come out. You know what I mean? Y'all got, you know, artists Christian, you got artists that make one song and disappear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rail gets on. Everybody is on. <laughs> uh-huh. And 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 but we, you know, the the, the flagship artist is Jay Z. And yeah. we know we know what he turned into. Uh-huh. Um so I saw you on another podcast talking about the beats that Jay Z didn't take during this tenure of him making all of these songs. Mm-hmm. And I just want to touch on that for a second, because mm-hmm. the songs, some of the songs, some of the beats that he turned down, you know, ended up going to other people and doing what they did. But I always wonder what they would have sounded like if Jay had did his thing on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. so so one of them, you say, so he turned down Lights, Camera, Action. Yep. By By Mr. Cheeks.
1: I cheek, yeah. Which
0: is insane to me.
1: <laughs> I, I knew it was a goal. I swear to God, it's like well, you know, sometimes you hear on you be like okay, yeah, he definitely gonna take this one. That's why. Dude. That's why i always stick in my head so much because I was like, damn, I damn, I can't right take it. So mm-hmm. what?
0: What other ones? What other ones? Did he not fuck with? I don't want to say him. I want you to say him.
1: Oh, from the, um... in that yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said, the the Woe was like one, but I, I I that wasn't him. I believe that was Bleak, so I, I didn't really want to throw that on him. Cause, Bleak cause turned down thing,
0: Black Rob's Woe?
1: Yeah, but yeah. it's like I had to shoot them all kind of some slack, especially Jay, because if we wasn't working, we just wasn't working. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know how it was back then. It was like, you know, you might get some beats right after the album. Right. So so during that time was the really only time that really happened because it was uh, stuff kept coming because mm-hmm. people, because Jay got hot. Like, it's kept Jay coming. Yeah. yeah, like Sean C., LV, I mean, not LV, Sean C., and nobody at the time, you know, they're going to come by because they just did knock the Hustle. So, you know, so they've come right. by with that. And it's like, cool. But wow, I know him, so he's coming by with everything. Right. You know, Alchemist. I knew him, so he's coming by with everything.
0: I oh, got but... his dat.
1: Yeah, I got his dad with all his master beats. So I, wow. I didn't have access to the bigger producers. So I had access to No ID, Buckwild, Alchemist. Um, you know, people of that more in that vein, Rockwaller, mm-hmm. Easy LP. Yeah. Um, yeah, like those are the guys that I had relationships with. I'm calling the phone. We go get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? It's like those, right. are like my my, my peers, right. my peers, to where then there's another tier. You know, some of them got to that tier; they wasn't always there. But it's the like like the guys from from where you from. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it was a point where Pharrell was just around Tim coming to a J session because they all knew the same people, right? You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't really. Oh, let's get some beats from him. That wasn't even right a thing yet. You know what I'm saying? The next thing you know, it's like, oh shit, we get beats from him now, and this person was the guy. So there was a lot of those people coming in and out. The sky Storches of the world, early Little John, early. So at a time, it became producers coming through mm-hmm. and can't get nothing done. So right. it went from that to where, like, okay, Little John came by couldn't get nothing done. Scott Storch came by, we couldn't get nothing done. You know what I'm saying? A couple people came through and got maybe put on the spot maybe a little too early, maybe you know, and and it didn't happen in that way. But another thing too is Dilla. Mm -hmm. The Dilla connection, the reason why it never happened is because I never got the tape. Simple as that. Wow, it's like Jay had the beat tape for Dilla, and he said it was too many beats on it. Yeah, you go y'all. And then he kept telling me, "I'm to bring it, I'm a bring it, I'm a bring it." And it was always at his house. And mm-hmm. then it's like I'm at his house, and I'm like, "Yo, with the with the beat tape, with the Dilla tape, or oh, JD tape, or whatever we used to call him at the time." Yeah, his name was JD. Yeah, because b High was managing him. Wow, Jay Cousin was managing Dilla, and and he gave it to Jay directly. Right. Which was like a no-no at the top just because of, you know, he'll lose it and stuff. He might not go through it as much as I would. I'll go through it, pick the right ones, and kind of do it in that way. So he, whatever that tape was, whatever was on that tape, I think Jay might have tried to listen to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he, I know he didn't listen to the whole thing, but it just got to the point where everybody that we was working with, it was like within a, it was physical. It was like together. Right. We was working right. in the same room. So it wasn't like a lot of beats being passed around to pass right. on. Only during that little window. Like, right. you know, between the second and the first to third album. Between those right. windows, it was a little open before we got Baseline, before we got Ye and Just. Yeah. yeah, all those type of things. You know what I mean? Then it became, why the hell did he get that <laughs> right? Right, right. They never became right, right. like you know, what I mean, beats like um, um, pump it up or stuff mm-hmm. like that or um, breathe or you yeah. know, stuff like those type of beats. Getting out of the Rockefeller, yeah, like and it's like, <laughs> how
0: the fuck he get that? You ain't had your hands on that, yeah
1: yeah, 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 exactly. But just would do that the same way, he would go in and Do those records with them guys, so I never had those beats and anything like that. Whatever it was me, I was shifting everything to To whatever to whatever I was working on at the time. Got you,
0: got you.
1: So yeah, so I I never like would save a beat for Jay. I would go all in with whoever it is, and then when it's Jay time, I'm all in on that. So you know, so it's kind of like that's the only way I could really, you know, genuinely. Yeah, and and, 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 all spread
0: and do your job the way you should do it. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Yeah, because they really overlapped.
0: Right. So with, with that being said, like it, you know, you were instrumental in in, in a lot of these Rockefeller albums, and I I, I want to ask you this, just before we get to your confession, just because it's just a personal, it's this a question that I just want to know? Uh, when I think about Jay's run, you know what I'm saying, and and how. It, magnificent it was and you know some of the best albums he made you know the three that always stick to me is reasonable doubt the blueprint and the black album um i would say those for me in my opinion those is top three albums yeah for me and i know you were around for every last one of them so I know I this probably like asking you which one of your children do you love the most. You know what I'm saying? No parent would ever be like, oh, you know, my oldest is my favorite. You know, like, uh, nobody would do that. But I got to ask you, out of those three albums, you know, which which one is is your favorite? Do you have a favorite out of those three? Out of those three? Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, Blackout.
1: Ooh, that's tough. Um, yeah. It changes a lot. But I think it might be the Black Album. Mm. I think. Because the. And I'm really basing it on um, maybe songs I don't like Mm -hmm. versus what I love more, if that makes sense. Because I feel like. Maybe that's just me being an A and R and looking at things in hindsight, what we could have did, you know what I mean? So it's probably a little bit of that to I feel like the the completion of it, the album cuts, that on Black Album, some of those things still to me does a lot, like Lucifer. And, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. stuff like that. It just kinda like a lore. And, yeah. and then you got the singles and then you still got, you know, a couple other George that's um Tim George the um does shoulders all. Off. So it it's you know, a good mixture of album cuts. And then if people be like, Oh, the weakest cut is people always go to like Justify My Thug or something like that. Right. And it's like, um, you know, and it's probably is the weakest, but it's like, you know, we ain't gonna run to the radio right and trip over <laughs> the cord and turn it on, right, you know what I mean? Right, and right. Skip right. it and stuff like that to where it's like, um, it's just certain things on other ones that's, um, I mm. probably, yeah, it, it, I feel like it ain't no cringe moments got you. to me on got the you. blackout. And that's Ooh. when I try to, that, that's what I try to get away from the most in anything. It's just having moments where it's like, ah, oh, then, okay, then, oh, no, I guess that was, you know, you got to justify it kind of like with the time. Right. Oh yeah, we right. was doing that. Okay, That's <laughs> what
0: we was on during that time.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I you know I what I mean? It. But, I um. It. But in between the black, you know, um, yeah, that, that's a tough question because I love them all. But I think lately I've been real a lot more into appreciating what the black album was. I think it aged well. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, definitely did. Pre- mm-hmm. Definitely did.
0: Bet. So, so all right. So listen, I got you here. We're gonna get into it. You know what it is. You know, you know, you're a fan of the podcast. You know how we do.
1: <laughs>
0: so with that being said, it's time. Hip hop. I need to know.
1: What is your hip hop confession? Damn. I had one, man. Now, I forgot the shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um now nah, this is the um 'cause when I was thinking about it, it was a whole another thing that had to do with it. That might be even crazier, but I'll just leave it as a footnote and see where it goes. So basically, I remember the day, because when I came in A Reasonable Doubt, I was like the guy who brought everything together, like mm-hmm. help put the sequence, help take it to, you know, help record the skits for pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Gotcha. do that, edit it, find okay. the right things. Yeah, all those type of things. So we had to go to somebody's house to do the Pro Tools to edit it. Okay. To sequence it. We have to pre-sequence it. Right. So everything was like, hey, this is how it's going to sound. How it's going to change. This How much time
0: is going to be between the songs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I had to get Jay to approve that before you went to? I went to mastering, So it was like, okay, we do the sequence, and then we go to mastering Because the time was just too much for mastering to do that as well. And they didn't have Pro Tools back in the days like that. Right. So they were like, take it to this guy. He has Pro Tools. Tell them how you want it, then bring it to me. Right. So then, you know, so I'm telling Jay, I'm like, Yo, you gotta pick me up, you know, so you're gonna listen to the album. And I don't know if I had the record or if he had the record, but all I know is that we just kept listening to hit him up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I had the record to play the CD. Well, we just kept riding around the village. I remember like Houston Street or if I can remember just riding up at that Houston Street, listening to hit him up. By Pac. Yeah, by Pac. And, you know, and then the whole thing, you know, he was cool with Big. I remember being like that. You know, wanting to call Big, wanting to, try to figure Ooh. out like, you know, just that, but also just like really blown away by the record. Like, you know what I mean? Because I remember that same thing happening to me. I had the record. I had the record. Mm-hmm. I remember I had the record because I took it from my boy. My boy had the record. He was playing it all day on the block. So I remember having a copy of it and being like, yo, I got to hit him up. And then See, you was the kept... first
0: person to play hit him up for Jay-Z. Z I just kept yeah. listening
1: to it. Yeah, we just got listening I to it. I wish we... I
0: could have seen Jay's face. When, when he, he heard, fuck your bitch.
1: Like, I can imagine,
0: is. I can imagine, you know, you know, the, the meme of Michael Jordan, when he looking at the laptop, and he like, mm-hmm. I can imagine Jay's face like, damn, like niggas really coming at my man neck like this. Cause hit him <laughs> up was gruesome. Yeah. It was, nah, it was
1: gruesome. Nah, for sure. Real. I'm sure that had it, a it hell of an up. effect on Jay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that might be, you know, when you think about it, the influence behind Super Ugly. Mm. Like because, you know, everybody says, yeah, of it, everybody it says like, yeah, it Super Ugly went, went too far. Yeah, yeah. And now, it was because me, of the way that Reaction was when that happened. It was like, hold on, because because the way Pac said it, it was like, first off, <laughs> you know, it wasn't even like he didn't even slide it. Yeah, he, in didn't there. Slide he didn't it. slide it. It was like, a ball. First off, <laughs> to the click, you know what I mean? But I mean, before he even said that, he was like, "You claim to be a joke. player, but I yeah. fucked
0: your wife." Yeah, bad boy nah, killers. Was... These niggas
1: fuck for life. know yeah, and I remember we tripping when he said, um. When the other dude said softer than Alize with a chaser, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so it was just crazy. Like at that time, just seeing the contrast of it and stuff. Because damn,
0: when you think about it, yeah, hit him up. Pac was saying he knocked down Faith and super ugly. We know Jay said what he said Mm -hmm. because telling telling a nigga I fucked your baby mom's, I fucked your wife, like, and it really happened. Is some boastful ass shit. You know what I'm saying? If you exactly. so for, for if a nigga to say yo, just you know you know what happened with you know who. Well, I'm gonna keep that between me and you. That was enough.
1: Yeah, because that was.
0: for the people that didn't know, it was questionable, and for for the nigga that did know, it's like oh damn, this nigga really he went there.
1: Right, but you could imagine somebody saying that right now, and how much the um. The, the blog would be like, oh, he got to be talking about this girl because he had the picture yeah, of them together yeah, yeah. at Shake Shack. doesn't <laughs> have the whole thing. Couldn't even like, it couldn't even bubble up like stuff used to bubble up in that way where it's like, you know, you hold it on to something or you think something is going to, you know, you got something in your pocket that you can like.
0: Right, right, you holding.
1: That you holding, holding on to, you know what eight, I mean? That That's like, a, yeah, it's like, it's like,
0: damn, bro, like. Damn, that's wow! I forgot Jay did that. He told he told Nas he left a condom in his baby seat. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> uh, that's that's the Wu kid on oh, that's the Wu kid. Remember the Wu kid ad lib? God damn! Yo, he he really told Nas that. y'all. God damn! <laughs> he said, "I left a condom in your baby seat." That that's, yo. And I'm a battle rapper, bro. So there, there's no, you know, I I come from that. I was a battle rapper. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, nothing is off lyric. Nothing is off out of bounds. Like right. if I if I know something that you don't think I know, I'm gonna use that shit.
1: No, for sure. Yeah, you know I'm saying if if I, uncle, like your now... uncle, your uncle got
0: a club foot. And don't nobody else know I'm saying
1: that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing it. That's just me. Yeah. Battle rap is still happening. That's why, I, you know, I'm a, definitely a fan of battle rap as, you know, just what's going on and that, you know, how it just turned into like its own sport. You know what I'm saying? And, and everything that we mentioned that used to happen in those ciphers that used to happen mixed in with, I feel, used to happen on mixtapes is like, is happening over there to where it yeah. separated itself. You know what I mean? It separated itself to where, like, you know, you would have had a legit option to be like, hmm, do I want to fuck with Atlantic? Or do I want to, like, fuck with all uh, smack? <laughs> 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 or do I want to, like, you know what I'm saying, take this route or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? at, at I mean, in this moment, you know what I mean, at the time it wasn't available, he, but. He, 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 Jay said what he said.
0: He dry snitched on AI. Dry on AI. <laughs>
1: and you know, Virginia
0: niggas, we hate that. Mm-hmm. The nigga said, me and AI got more in common than just balling ballin and rhyming. Get it? <laughs> more in Boy, common. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nigga. I didn't realize. I'm He said
0: that. I... I skied in your Jeep. I came in your Bentley's back seat. I left <laughs> condoms on your baby's baby seat. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. This is what I tell, this is what I tell people all the time. And you would know. You would mm-hmm. know. I said this before, not too long ago. And, and a lot of people agreed with me. I used to live for the moments when Jay-Z got mad. Because it didn't happen a lot.
1: Right? Well, nah. no. It but
0: when he did,
1: yeah. that nigga
0: was a different nigga. When Jay used to get into like, yo, y'all niggas really serious? Like niggas really think he can fuck with me? That's what the streets, yeah. the streets mm-hmm. are saying there? Oh, word. Alright. When a mad yeah. Jay-Z... Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah, right. Like and and it would be it would like Nas was a peer. Like Nas was up <coughs> yeah. there. Like, but then mm-hmm. you know, you would get the people that would just poke at him, you know what I'm saying? When who he just felt like wasn't on his level. You know what I'm saying? The Damn. prodigies, rest in peace, P. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. you know, Cam, Jim. You know what I mean? He didn't, he didn't like y'all niggas can't even be serious. So it's almost mm-hmm. like y'all are all of the niggas that got half a bar and TakeOver. because the re- none of <laughs> nobody outside of the two niggas I mentioned was even worth mentioning,
1: right? But a right, mad right. Jay Z, I miss that nigga. Yeah, Prodigy got him there. Um, the one thing that nobody never seen or heard was Jay at the Apollo when he did the Pot disc. Yeah, the podcast at the Apollo that he did it was crazy. I can remember when he set it off. He said, um, "Let's get this shit right." I rock from the Dre Day to the Shook Night, and then he said something about um, self-made millionaire. What you talking about? You still be in jail if he ain't bail you out. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> it was crazy. It was like it was crazy. He he, he was going in because it was it was like. Everything was still there, and it was just a random show. I think he was doing a show with Biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, not Biggie, but Junior Mafia or Little Kim. And mm-hmm. Biggie, you know, came on. It was Little Kim. It was Little Kim. It was Jay Lost Boy and Little Kim. And I think Lost Boys might have been headlining because, you know, they had the joint at right. that time. Right. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out on fire. They came out. People, people sleep on them. But yeah, so they was what you call it. But yeah, he, he did the verse over No Diggity. It, it was all no diggity, so so you could really hear him. Yeah, dropping out, drop. drop out for the punchline. Yeah, yeah, wow. dropping out for the punchline. Herb Gotti was DJ, DJ Herb. Yeah. You know, and I remember listen. doing that. Pra- I remember practicing that on the plane on the way back to New York. Being like, okay, I'm saying this at oh, no the Apollo. I'm going to about just get no diggity. I'm going to get this shit out the way. Getting no diggity instrumental. I remember that or something like that. I don't think you had an instrument. I think you have to bring it back. Or something like that. It was something with like that, me right?
0: Bro, like I, like I told you, man, I always tell people a mad Jay-Z or a pissed off Jay-Z was when he was really he he would say those those battle things and that and that those lines that that you know were pierced. And the one thing that the one thing I've always said about Jay that I n I, I can't really say this about a lot of rappers. When Jay said it, it was always based in his truth. Like, he was never a nigga that lied. Like, if if, Jay, sure. if he felt like he had to lie or it wasn't really, this ain't really what I say it is, I ain't going to say that bar. You yeah, know what I'm saying? No. He was,
1: I remember what he said in Can't um, Knock like the Hustle. Not Can't like the Hustle. You're only a customer. When he said it's the eventual triple platinum nigga with the solid gold faith. All that nickel and dime shit, don't hold no weight. Yep. Cause you know, I mean, he was like talking it into the future, and I, I think I think Drake, Jay, Drake is was similar to me in that way, where it was like, you know, he he knew how to like talk about it happening, and then when it happened, he embraced it. Yes, and it's like you know the positions change in throughout their careers from right. where they talking from to where it's like, oh, this is him trying to who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, to him being like talking about the Beatles and only using those type of references, right. When he mentioned his name you know what i mean to where right. you know certain times it was like you know the white or the black so-and-so you know what i'm saying and it was like you know trying to find the right true, metaphors when it's true
0: when your metaphor your punchline is true and it, it's a testament of your career and how long you've been around and, and it really says you really saying like oh niggas fucking with me how how when when i'm i did like the proof of the pudding is there. Like, nigga, I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I have this many, I think I have this many billboard right. hits. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying ten I'm not saying ten summers straight and it won't really ten something. Like, I'm saying truth.
1: So yeah. No, yeah. I
0: know I know that about Jay, that that it's always based in truth. Jay ain't gonna never spit something that's like, oh maybe that happened, or it could happen. Yeah. It's like, nah, no, nigga, this is sure. the truth. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's that why, why I'm box. different from y'all niggas.
1: Yeah, if I said that's that last box that he checks. Where it's like, you know, to have the skill to be as good as anybody, first of all, okay, you know what I'm saying. But then right. it's like, then you still got you know a charisma, a certain level of magnetism that's like that that rappers kind of gotta have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then when you add the truth level to it, where that became a thing when controversy, Pac, and stuff like that started to happen in real time in front of people's faces. So now it's like, okay, this guy's talking about him getting shot at quad. This guy's talking about him getting shot nine times. This guy's talking about beating the body. This guy, you know what I mean? So it was like right. that, but it wasn't, you know, in in those things that will incriminate you. You know what I mean? Cause somebody just said it the other day. I just see the, uh, you know, quote when they said that you try to convince everybody that you're the man just to convince the DA that you're not the man.
0: <laughs> Ice-T said that shit, something like that. He was like, niggas spend all this time trying to be gangster rappers, and then, then you get into the front of the feds and the judge trying to convince them you ain't a gangster rapper. Yeah,
1: this is not a gang. It's yeah, not- this <laughs> not a gang, but I kept, I kept saying gang life for
0: 15 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the I, always is,
0: I always tell Cass, yo, your rap life and your, your rap life and your real life. When you get those two confused, you're gonna be fucked yeah. up out here. And there's so yeah. many people that have done it. You
1: know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think that's what to me that was the the big shift when yeah. you think about it. It was like it was just the whole the reality kind of leaning in and taking more of precedent than the skill set. Yeah. To where it was like, okay, I always tell people that Jay being a good rapper is almost extra. Right. you know what I'm saying? it's like, he could be like a couple notches down and still be Jay-Z right? because of the people he's talking to, the stuff, you know what I'm saying? And still be there and probably not be, you know, all time conversations, but it'd still be there because the records would be there, you know, but, you know, a few verses here and there, you know, you might delete.
0: You gotta understand when I first heard Reasonable Doubt, I'm listening to it as a rapper. Right. I missed all of the drug references.
1: Gotcha. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm
0: just like, yo, this nigga nice. This nigga's just said, yo, I, I keep one eye open like CBS. Like that's a bar to me. So I don't yeah. know what a re up mm-hmm. is and 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 meeting in Vegas. I don't know nothing about all of that. Right, I just gotcha. know he's talking <laughs> I know he's talking to a a group of people, but he's also rapping it. So he's, he's throwing in the things that will attract the ear like mine, but the hustler, he's talking a whole different language to the hustlers.
1: Yeah. No, that's for what sure.
0: made it such a beautiful thing to me. Cause I'm like, I 100%. heard this and yeah. I ain't hear none of that. Cause I won't in that life.
1: Yeah. Now I think that, that was the, the trick with him. And to me, that's also the trick with Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's so, vivid and it's so lyrical and it's so hip hop but he's still talking about Uptown's alpha. heard he was kingpin. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I heard that line I said i never heard nothing like that before in my life. I don't give a fuck all the you know what I mean? The static like wolf fap all of that was dope but it was like who 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 just throw that in there? Who's right. talking about Supreme Team you know what right. I mean? He was talking about things that was happening in the streets in his right. rhymes and right. like G-Rap didn't do that. You rap didn't talk about people, right? He you know just talked saying? about the game, the game. You, know yeah, you like a third person, you know what I mean? view, right. sometimes first and I'm, person.
0: I'm bugging because I'm hearing, you know, lines like "fucking," uh, you know, go to your go to your funeral, take a peek in, look into your cup, look into your casket, casket. look at him, still, still sleeping. I was like, yeah. Woo! like. <laughs> yeah you know i mean like this is crazy to me so i ain't hearing i'm not knowing that the dude died from the drug i'm thinking oh that was his that was his battle the dude he was battling he was saying look you know the nigga, like you know what i mean i ain't catching that
1: yeah but that's
0: why it's so reasonable doubt is such a, a a favorite of mine because when i first heard it so much went over my head and then i went back and you know and I, the guys around my ways listen to it and they listen to it for a whole nother reason. So then I heard it with different ears. And it just it just made it made for a, an amazing time and project. I
1: remember, you know it I mean? took me years to catch a line on that shit. When he said I care like that, check maybe one, two cat. <laughs> I thought, it took you a mean, minute. No? <laughs> yeah, it took a minute. I thought my band was like, Oh, let me let me my man was so happy that he was able to, like, tell me something. Was, right. You know what that mean? Let me tell him. Let me tell him. Let me tell him. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, shit. I, oh, check maybe Crazy. Check maybe One, two, three, four. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yo. Yeah. It is funny. It's funny because that's one of the guys, to me, remind me of, of like, early Jake. Akeel? Yeah. 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 like the way they used to like flow mm-hmm. like uh, uh. it was yeah, like nah. a lot of Akil <laughs> <Nah, laughs> <Nah, laughs> kid was, kid was,
0: was a a super dope rapper man like I, I, oh, I, I yeah. thought he got credit you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. for, for the for the contributions that he made you know what I'm saying yeah like shout out to the whole you know what I'm saying Rex and effect you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, sir. Possibly in effect. This is this is what I wanted to do. Being that, you know, I learned in the podcast how you got your name hip hop. I learned that you came into the game in Uptown Harlem. And just from talking with you, because this is the first time we really had a, a talk like this, yep. I can
1: tell. They only met you one other time. When? I met you at a um at a Javi Jeff show. Yeah. Hennessy.
0: Yeah, yeah. With
1: Nas, I think Nas was was
0: there. That's when I got Nas to sign. I got I got Nas to sign that copy in Illmatic.
1: Gotcha. So, Buster, this
0: is the crazy part. Is this is so? This is the tenth anniversary of Illmatic, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure I got it on there. He signed it for me. But this is the bootleg that I bought on one two fifth of Illmatic before Illmatic came out.
1: Oh it had it had, had thirty six
0: chambers on one side and Ilmatic on the other and I bought it
1: wow. and I
0: it's cracked down the middle and I showed that to Nas I was like nigga I bought this on one two fifth and he was like nigga I'm signing both of them shits he signed both of them wow. set and the tenth. I got anniversary famous for that too I got famous yeah. for that
1: too. And it's crazy because I be trying to always recollect how long it was. Right how early it was before the album I had Ilmatic. Because Illmatic like, leaked way before, way before, like the year before, like yeah. the summer. I had it the summer before, ninety mm-hmm. three. Yeah, summer ninety three. I had it. I was, and I remember Cameron coming to my house on a bike to get a copy.
0: Wow!
1: <laughs> and he, and he wow. had a he had a radio with him, ready to just put it in the tape and play it. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. So yeah. so back to what mm-hmm. I was saying. I got you know your name is hip hop. Uh-huh. And my man My mans and them just dropped this game called Hip. It's called The Questions A hip hop trivia game I played it before It's pretty dope It just dropped, y'all can cop it Wherever you want to cop it at Wherever you buy games And you can get it on thequestions.com I believe But they got little cards Where they ask you hip hop questions yes, So sir. I'm I'ma ask a couple hip hop questions On my own Just starting out, Mm -hmm. and then we just going to keep it progressing, and I'm going to start answering joints off of the cards. And some of the subjects on the cards are digging in the crates, burn Hollywood, burn, and check the rhyme. Mm. all right so before we get out of hip-hop being that your name is hip-hop i really just got to find out if you know your hip-hop you really can't be walking (laughs) around with that name you know what i'm saying like you can't uh, be walking around with that name and be slouching bro so this is what i'm gonna do off the rip i'm gonna just start asking you some regular questions Um, you know give me can you name two members of the fat boy
1: oh yeah prince Lockie b and buff Okay. All right. Cool.
0: cool, cool, cool. Like that. Easy. Easy. <laughs> uh what borough was Special Ed from?
1: Brooklyn. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah.
1: The All right. dollar cab right. land.
0: Okay. Can you name me a group or artists out, you know, uh from the group or the conglomerate organized noise that is not named Outcat? A group or artists? Or artists out of organized noise that isn't outcast.
1: Dad, I had the wrong confession. <laughs> Damn. Um, I'm gonna go with Cool Breeze.
0: Okay, yeah. Cool Breeze. Bad. Can you name me a hip hop artist out of Miami, Florida? That's not Rick Ross.
1: Denzel Curry.
0: Okay. All right. LL Cool J said that he wanted a girl that was standing at the bus stop. And what was she doing?
1: I suck it on a lollipop.
0: Okay,
1: all right. Now we gonna get <laughs> into some
0: of these cards. I just this, that was my teaser round. This round, <laughs> this round right here is called Check the Rhymes. Uh huh. In her song The jump off, Little Kim boasted that she could make a can of this particular soda disappear in her mouth. Was it a Pepsi? B Dr Pepper. C Sprite or D Coca Cola?
1: Okay. Guess what? What? I AR'd that album. <laughs> okay. I gave her the jump off beat. Woo! Um, <laughs> and it's a sprite.
0: Okay. So it is a sprite. It is mm-hmm. a sprite. This next, this next category is Big Moves, where they talk about moves made in hip hop. In the 1982, this actor comedian charted on the R&B charts with a hip hop parody song called "Boogie in Your Butt." Was that A. Dan Aykroyd, B. Eddie Murphy, C. Red Fox, or D. Robin Williams?
1: Damn. Song was called "Boogie in Your Butt." Pause. Definitely Red Fox.
0: And. That was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Damn. Murphy had a song called Boogie
1: In Your Butt. Damn. Now, being I, that you- I, I took him out because I didn't think he was doing nothing in 82 like that, but it makes oh, sense, though. So. In
0: 82, Eddie Murphy was doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do. That nigga was a superstar. I was thinking about
1: Parties on Time. That was right. like later on, though, right? Right, Parties on Time was like 85, 86, right. man.
0: Now, this one is, is up your alley. This one is from a category called Digging in the Crates. Uh huh. In 2012, 2012, Lord Finesse filed a lawsuit against the record label of this deceased artist due to a uncleared sample. Is it A ASAP Gams? B Mac Miller C Pop Smoke or D juice World.
1: Woo! Rest in peace, Mac Miller.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. That was a tough one. I remember that one. That that was my boy, too. He was a good kid.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely was. He definitely was. Now, this one right here is from a category called Burn, Hollywood, Burn, where we talk about how L.A. infiltrated the movie and the film world. Question is, Saturday Night Live banned this hip-hop artist crew after they lit up a joint live on stage during their performance. Was this group A, Cypress Hill, was it B, Snoop Dogg? Was it C, Wiz Khalifa, or D, the Wu-Tang Clan? Who lit up a joint live while they were performing on Saturday Night Live?
1: Wow. Those are all four good ones, too.
0: Yeah. Cypress Hill, Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, or Wu-Tang Clan? They got banned for life for that.
1: Off top, I thought Wu-Tang. Okay. Then I'm gonna stay with that.
0: Okay. You know what? And that would be Cypress Hill.
1: Cypress Hill yeah. oh, Cypress Hill
0: would never be on SNL again in their life.
1: Like I, I could see them obviously, but I just thought that Wu Tang would just because be more Because there's so many. It's, yeah, it's so
0: many cats. Yeah,
1: and, and that's just what they was doing. I just feel yeah. like they was just lighting up anywhere they went yeah. with a, you yeah. know what I mean, with a whole disrespectful thing. Yeah. But they was trying to make a statement.
0: Right. Alright, this is my last one. This is out of the batch called Check the Rhyme. Main source used this sport as a metaphor for police brutality on their seminal album Breaking Adams.
1: Oh, that was my favorite album.
0: Was it A, baseball, B, basketball, C, football, or D, foosball?
1: Tickle ball, did I just play. <laughs> Whiffle ball. Uh baseball for show.
0: Yes, Just a Friendly Game of Baseball. I love that song.
1: I love that album. Uh, That album really changed my shit. You know the funny thing about that album, man, is is that I got introduced to them because I was listening to, like, too much N.W.A., Mm -hmm. and um, and my counselor suggested I listen to Main Source, and and he asked me to do a a report on the song, what – uh, watch Roger do his thing. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: I was just about to name that.
1: So I had to write a whole report on it because he just felt like hip-hop is the way to get to me type of thing. Right. <laughs> so he was like, why don't you listen to this this type of hip-hop and see what you think about it? And from that day on, he always been, like, my favorite. That's why when Nas came out, I was, like, already a large Professor fan. I already, right. you know, from Money's in the Bank to all of that. You know what I mean? I always so just, remembered-
0: like, I always remember, um, we all
1: know Roger. Roger, Roger lives in, in Queens. Queens. <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. The fly guy with glasses. Yeah, and then it was man. that And it was that song on the album that was like, during those years, everybody had one of those records. Yeah.
0: Yeah, talking about somebody's yeah. plight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Love's gonna, Love's gonna yeah. Get You. Love's Gonna Get You was like probably the best one. That was yes. the one that was like,
0: yeah, green okay, has got a baby
1: type vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You got to have yeah, something. where It's like, yeah.
0: you know, we need I something never seen to make a man die. You yep. know what I'm saying? all
1: that type yeah. of shit. Yeah, so you know, something real positive with a positive bet, bet. twist to it.
0: I right, man, so listen, before we get out of here, I gotta ask you what, what what you got going on now. Like, are you are you still managing now? Like, let the people know what what are you currently active in. You know what I'm saying? Yes,
1: yeah, sir. Um, yeah, I'm still managing my my partner chase infinite okay bet. so yeah. so i'm working with chase um managing west side gun and benny the butcher Grisella. so those are like the main two got another artist um navy blue He's mm-hmm. of out here in la signed the Def jam but other than that i've been working on production a lot more um yeah working with khalil working with your man um h h lily yeah, working with yeah, Harold, Harold, you yeah. know, what I mean? Yeah, so I'm getting with him, I'm getting with Khalil, and them. Um, you know, Harold put the battery in my back, man. I had a lot of stuff I was sitting on. Yeah, he
0: told me you was over. He told me you was at the studio.
1: He, yeah, I came through, and he started like fucking with a lot of the stuff I had, you know, because it was just a lot of experimental stuff that I was just working on. And Khalil knew because I, you know, that's my boy. We kind of was sharing studios at a time, right? So based on what they was looking for. He hit me and was like, yo, you need to bring that stuff that you had from before. Right, over. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it kind of just worked out. It's probably like right around the time, right before you left. Right right after you left. Yeah, I yeah, because he was I like, yeah, do.
0: hip-hop was over here the other day. Uh-huh. And I was like, really? Yeah.
1: He was like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And that's when I popped my head. I was like, oh, I got to get him on the podcast. Like,
1: mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the guy. Yeah, that's so, the yeah, one. they're just really doing that, working on, um, like I said, a lot more production but kind of like getting more into films and stuff like that. But most of all, I gotta get you on my joint on my of podcast. Course, of
0: course,
1: and it's um, my podcast is coming soon. It's called Virginia's for Producers. Oh shit! <laughs> so it's gonna like you know, it's kind of like a a real story that's close to me, where it's you know, it's, it's you know, being from Harlem, you know, we we back and forth to VA a yeah. lot. Like, I came yeah. to Virginia on my on my senior trip. Right. And then I came back a year later to work with Teddy Rowley on City of Minds. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. so it was like that type of thing. And the next thing you know, I'm coming back and we working with Till. We working with Pharrell. We working with, you know what I'm saying? Right. And eventually, Bank and knots and Ty Fife and, you know, yeah. a lot of people that came through it. Right. And just that... um. The idea of just the area in the community of like why it's probably don't work as well for people like pushing and yourself, but work well for people like a Tim and a Pharrell. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's no, you know what I mean? It's not like a real scene. Right. You right, know what right. I mean? It's a lack of a scene to where it's like Atlanta, you could kind of work these, you know, rappers come out of Atlanta on the regular.
0: Right. It's that like a, yeah, every, 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 every other yeah, day.
1: Cause, yeah, yeah. Cause it's easy to break them. You know what I mean? to mm-hmm. where at the time it's like somebody had to come in and pick y'all up and take mm-hmm. y'all somewhere else, yeah. for, you know what I mean? For it to happen. Yeah. And just the whole idea of what eventually happened, you know, after that, you know, that movement. So it's kind of all, you know, it's telling it in a, in a, um, somewhat in a docu-series kind of way. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I, um, when I do something, I'm probably going to give you an idea of the, the story that I, I even probably want you to touch on. You know okay. what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just you know what I mean? Because I heard you tell stuff in different ways and, I, and I've and extracted, you know what I mean, from whoever maybe, think it was like, forgot what it was. You did a real good. Oh, yeah, definitely the um, hip hop evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot in that one for sure cause they tell they they cover it good and I know those guys, so they got like extra footage as well. But, you know, just really getting into it and stuff, and you I'm i to start with you and um and, and Jaquan, And you know what I mean, like just people that were really was there before, you know what I'm saying? Right. Pre yeah. pre pre uh what you call it, uh yeah, I'm down, bro. Whatever you need, bro. I'm here before the rump shakers came through and shook it up (laughs) hey change the game man
0: game changer for the for for virginia so Mm -hmm. yeah man well i appreciate you pulling up brother man this is a dope convo
1: no doubt man who would
0: have ever known that your hip-hop confession was you know i played hit up for jay-z and we listened to that
1: shit repeatedly in new york city that one man like I could have had yeah, yeah. a better one, though. Nah, I man. That,
0: that, listen, bro. That was, <laughs> listen, I never heard that story, bro. So, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what my listeners come here for. So, I appreciate you pulling up. Before we get out of here, man, let them know where they can find you at, what your socials are. You know what I'm saying? So, they can tap in with what you got going on.
1: Yes, sir. I'm really only on Instagram. And that's mm-hmm. 1978 Hip Hop. 1978 Hip Hop. Backwards. Or whatever. I think that's what it is. Because one time I had it the other way. Yeah, it's 1978 Hip Hop. And it's the reverse way on Twitter. Hip Hop 1978. Got you. Got you. Yes, sir.
0: Listen, man, we appreciate you, bro. Y'all make sure y'all follow him. Tap in with him. He got a lot of dope things coming in 2023 and beyond. This was dope, man. I appreciate you pulling up, brother. Whatever you need from my side, just say the word. I'm there. You already know.
1: Yes, sir, man. Good looking, man. All
0: right. This is Mad Skill signing out. For Hip Hop Confessions. Because everybody
1: got one. There's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. This, this.